describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. And now, from the Imperial Studio in the free city of Longwood, welcome to Grog Talk. Well, 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 good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to Grog Talk. And look, I have a special guest. It's the production goblin. Hello, sir. How are you? No longer in production. No, that's right. <laughs> no longer in production. You're here helping out. So, um... Surprise, surprise. I didn't think we were going to have another Christmas show, but uh, we talked about things. Huh? Oh, Ack, it's the production goblin. It's the production goblin. That's exactly <laughs> right. So we weren't supposed to have a Christmas show, but we decided, hey, let's have a show. And uh, we have uh, some great things to talk about. Um, so what have you been doing lately, production goblin, since yeah. people haven't seen you in front of the camera? <laughs> well, you know, doing my goblin thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the caverns have been pretty pretty boring as of late. There's, there's uh, only 200 of us, two to, 20 to 200 of us. So. Uh, I think it's four to 400, but uh, that's, that's uh, okay. How many, how many are there? That's <laughs> a little less than that. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, you're uh, over for the Christmas time. The, you, what are you expecting from, uh, from your benefactors? Magical short sword. Oh, uh, magical sword against, against elves. Plus four against elves, mm -hmm. plus two against humans. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> how about some socks? Socks? Yeah. Also, socks of uh, moving even quiet, quieter. Yeah. Socks of fleeing, socks of running <laughs> Socks of running from red dragons. So, um, for those who have not uh, known that uh, Production Goblin's been involved with this behind the scenes for a while, but then he moved out, and so he's, he hasn't moved back in. <laughs> but... Uh, we were talking about some things to do for the show, but first, some Imperial news. Uh, DaveCon, April 26th through the 28th, is coming. Vic is on the show right now. Uh, and uh, Rob, our, our Tim Cass is going. I am going. Uh, I'm going to get my flight, hopefully, right after the New Year. I'm very excited. Um, looking forward to that fun. Um, we're going to also talk about GrogCon next month, so I'm going to have a kickoff meeting. Please check the Discord. And more importantly, Flipping and Turning 14 will be out for patrons tomorrow. You will be getting a link if you're a patron. And the cover, I was fortunate enough to run into, not run into, uh, Rob and Donna came up to, near my work. And they presented me with the cover that was painted by Aggie, which is the new cover, which shows uh, me as the emperor uh, the Emperor alone with the decapitated sever oh, head of the, uh, the former Emperor, which I guess we've erased from memory. So this is just amazing. Great job by uh, Aggie. I can't believe she gave me the original. This is truly amazing. This, will, this, is, I've, this is a major award. This will be 
in the front of the house. I'll right. put, put it out on the street <laughs> so people can see it. So it says, the emperor is dead, long live the emperor. So this is the cover you will be seeing uh, tomorrow if you are a patron, uh, uh, a patron of, the, uh, of the show. And then subsequent to that, gold and, and platinum members will get their hard copies sent uh, probably right after the new year. So, um, and yes, Professor Dungeon Master is attending uh, Dave Khan. I'm very excited to see him. Have you watched his channel at all? Uh, no, I don't believe so. Okay. He's the one that has Deathbringer. He's, he, he made up this uh, fictional character, and he's like his alter ego. Okay. And uh, he does... He craft, he's, he's a big painter and crafter, so he makes this terrain, it's, uh, but he's definitely old school. So that's a great land by a great get by Vic. So if you're in uh, Minneapolis in late April, or uh, you should definitely go to DaveCon. So uh, if you like this uh, nonsense, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Give us an iTunes review. Uh, if, you, if you do that, I will say it verbatim, good, bad, or indifferent, as long as it <laughs> doesn't get me kicked off YouTube. And if you uh, like this nonsense, feel, uh, feel free to become a patron uh, as you see fit. So we had talked about, uh, a, it's, a, it's something that the kids do now. Uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Bringer, Deathbringer. I said Deathbringer. Yes, that's, that's his alter <laughs> ego. Um, so we had talked about what a lot of the cool kids do on the internet, right? Right, absolutely. And um, I said, hey, is this something... Is this, is this something I can still do, or is this, is this a dead meme? Mm -hmm. uh, and what yeah. did you say? Well, I said, you know, I think this is probably pretty dead. So Okay, so it's perfect <laughs> so it's for perfect me. it's perfect for our, our audience. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, because we only do dad kind of things here. So we decide, or I decide, hey, we should do a tier list. Uh, very popular on the internets where mm -hmm. people rank various uh, topics and so for today, we are going to rank the uh, we are going to rank the classes in AD and D. That's what we're that's what we're going to do today. So here is the rank list, and uh, I'm going to try to move this stuff around so we can see uh, our our dear friends. And we're we're only doing the first edition player's handbook right. classes and the multi-classes today. So the first part, we'll do classes, and basically we're going to rank them from the best being a first edition uh, tier. The second is uh, Moldvay BX. Uh, third ranking is OD&D. It's good, but it's not the best. Uh, second edition's okay, and then what are the rest of them? Well, we have fourth edition. Towards third the third edition. Oh, yeah. we have third edition towards the bottom, suboptimal. Um, and we have fourth edition below that, useless, and Finally, fifth edition, which we have put as uh, cancer. Cancer, right? Cancer <laughs> so is fifth edition. Are a cancer to the party, right? So, <laughs> with that said, if you all pick up your handy dandy players' handbooks and you start on page eighteen of the players' handbook, we have our first class. So I will start first. So the first one is the cleric. Now, I mean, to me, the cleric is uh, now. Just so we can clarify okay. what we mean by ranking. Oh, yeah. Typically, we're talking about their usefulness in the party. So, um, other factors like how much they help out the party, not stuff like how fun are they or are they enjoyable right. in the party or are they a nuisance in the party? What we don't care about that. Right. We're 
specifically talking about gameplay-wise, how much they benefit the party as a, like a collective. That's right. Their usefulness in successful adventuring and being useful in a campaign so, for a group, not for individual style right. or play. That is that is good. That's good qualification. It doesn't matter how cool they look or how much fun they are for right. individually. They how are much fun useful. They are to role play or how effective they are by themselves. That's right. Exactly. So. Well, well qualified. Um, so for the first one is cleric, and for me this is obvious. Uh, they are they are first edition tier. They are great early edition. I mean, for early game. They're amazing because they're the only ones pretty much that can heal. They have great hit points. They can wear any armor. Yeah, they're limited in edge, uh, not using edge weapons. Mid-game, they start getting silence and hold person mm -hmm. and dispel magic. They have good saving throws. And then end-game, they're still powerful because they have high-level spells. Uh, so clearly, to me, they are probably the, the best single class that you can, you can have. Yeah. Cleric, I think, is the best class in the game. They are almost overtuned how strong they are. They have good spells, good protection, good hit points, good fighting capability. I, you could have a party of all clerics, and they would be pretty much just fine, I would say, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and, but what's ironic is very few people want to play a cleric. Right. Why is that? No one wants to play a cleric. Why doesn't anyone want to play a cleric? I guess maybe they just don't want to be taking healing spells the whole time. Yeah, they so. become the medic. Right. And, and also, I was thinking after we talked initially, they also have access to uh, very powerful magic items. You can get uh, girdles of storm dry and strength, and, and they can use pretty powerful weapons. So clearly they are, um, you know, in this case, first edition tier. They have access to the most powerful uh, armor and extremely strong spells late game. And they, only, they have healing early game, so they're incredible. And they are, uh, they rank up very quickly, level up very quickly. They're right. probably one of the fastest ones to go up consistently at 225,000. That's only 5,000 more once they get to name level. So mm -hmm. um, by far, they are the best yeah. uh, from that. They get turned undead. Evil, evil clerics can control undead, so yeah. they're, they're incredible. <laughs> Everyone should be playing cleric all right. the time. All the time. <laughs> so the next, the sub-cleric, is the druid. So mm -hmm. uh, for me, the druid is, you know, it's, it's actually better. I like them now better than I used to because here, here's my case for making them a pretty, pretty decent uh, ranking. First, they get the same amount of hit points. They get hit dice up through, through all their levels. So they can get an eight-sided hit dice up through 14th level, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, they gain a lot of spells. Now they're lightly, they're underpowered as far as spells, um, but they gain them quicker, and you still get the wisdom bonus. So whereas a, uh, whereas a, um, you know, second level cleric has two first level spells, a second level druid, if they have the same wisdom bonus, has the same amount of. They have um, one less second level spell, but they have four first level spells, and you can get things like fairy fire, which are pretty good. Um, but the, the downside is, you know, they late game, they be, and also their experience is very easy. They rapidly go up in level. Right. With 50,000 experience points, you're seventh level, whereas a cleric, which is very fast, you're only sixth level. So that's what makes, uh, that's what makes them really uh, great. The downsides, they can't wear certain armor. They can only wear yeah. leather armor. They have better weapons. Um, and if we were using the book that shall not be named, 
they would even be higher tiered because at second level they could get this spell called Goodberry. And Goodberry is a ridiculous spell. But because we're not using the book that shall not be named, I would say they're good but not best. I would put them right. OD&D tier. What's your thoughts? Well, Druids, very good. They, I don't believe they get access to Cure Light Wounds at first level. They get it at second level. They get right. it at second level, which that's observable difference between yep. having... Cure Light Wounds at first and second level. Early, early, early game, they're not useful. They're not as useful. They get um, bonuses to their saves, I think, versus certain things. And not having access to plate mail or magical chain mail and stuff like that is, is a big deal. Um, but they still have the same amount of hit points. They still level up very quickly. They get access to spells like Heat Metal, which are extremely powerful if you read them by the book. So right, right. They're they're still as powerful of spellcasters, arguably, and their fighting is basically the same. I, now they they can use like scimitar, right, and stuff. Yeah, scimitar is a good spell. Yeah. I mean a good weapon. Right. So they they can use edged weapons and that stuff. They're not they can, sure well, they can they're use right. that edge weapon. They can also use a dagger, which okay. is nice, and a spear. Yeah. So so they can fight a little better, and they fight on the cleric's table, but they don't have access. But they don't have frontline armor. They can yeah. only wear, uh, and they have to burn one of their stats on charisma. They, so if they have only yeah. one powerful stat, it has to go in charisma. They they do have to be true neutral, which yep. can be a problem, especially if you read it by the book, because some of the most powerful um, classes in the game would are not supposed to party with right. true neutral characters. So that can be a hindrance. Um, and late late game, they have to fight. Other uh, yeah, cler or druids, which could be annoying depending on how strong they are. I've never gotten to that level where you need to beat other NPC druids to be able to level up. But basically, at twelfth level, but you're only yeah. two, three away from the top. So, so I'm I would say they're OD and D tier. What's your thoughts? So OD and D tier, good, but not the best. Yeah. I yeah, I would say OD and D tier is probably they're. They're a good addition to pretty much any party, and I think, but if you had t more than, like, two, you would be, uh, you wouldn't really want more than two of druids, right? I don't think anyone would, so. Right. But they're, they're still a good class. So. Yeah. Well, now let's go to the fighter. All right. So the fighter, right away, they got shafted. There are literally five paragraphs in, in the description. They're, it's, they're, they, they take a while to go up. Now, yep. hopefully you have a good strength so you can get your prime requisite bonus. They have, the, they have, in theory, the most hit points of any class, but the fighter themselves, the pure fighter, probably doesn't have the most hit points. There's yeah. some of their subclasses. They, really, they only get hit points. They really don't get any advantages till seventh level. That's the only time they get it. They can use any armor. Um, so early game, they're useful. Mid-game, they're okay, and, and eventually they get their three per two attacks, mm -hmm. but they don't scale late game. So for me, they're, they're definitely, at best, second edition. I wouldn't put them any higher than that. Right. I, I would put them at third edition, honestly, suboptimal, because fighters just outdone by every class. I don't, and their subclasses. I don't really see a point to a straight fighter just picking fighter by itself uh, in any scenario. I don't know why you would, wouldn't would rather multi-class or do anything else <laughs> with the fighter or pick any of their subclasses if you're a human and want to, you know, 
So, well, the reason you have to do that is if you don't have the stats. Right. So, so this is, again, we're assuming, you know, the other classes were, they used to be called prestige classes, that you had to have certain things. It wasn't automatic. And in this game, you know, old school, the most, you know, one of the only ways you could roll was 46. You right. could arrange them or the other ones. So it was not guaranteed that you were going to get one of these. But if you had a choice, there's no reason why you'd pick a fighter. Right. But even if you can pick a fighter, there's a very high likelihood that you can have another class alongside fighter. Yep. So having only a 15 in strength, you're going to want a 15 in strength anyway for that 10%. So if you have two stats that are at least 15, you're going to want to put them in, even if they're not the correct order or whatever for any of the uh, any of the prestige classes, if that's what you want to call them. Yeah. You, you're going to want to multi-class the, the fighter. There's no reason to, so... So, uh, so second or third edition? I, I say they're third edition because Ooh. I would rather... I, I'm just disappointed. It's missed opportunities whenever someone picks a just fighter by itself. I don't see why. Unless your role-playing is Gimli, but we're not, we're not just counting role-play purposes. We're talking about strictly their purposes of the party. Don't really see a point in having just a straight fighter by itself. Um, okay, well, I'm going to put it here for... I'm going to put it here... Okay. I really think that's a little too low because a lot of people love playing fighters. Um, but I get your point, so we'll, we'll keep that for now. Right. Next one is the Paladin. Mm -hmm. So the Paladin, you need some decent stats, and you're, you're usually with the dump stat for a fighter is burned with charisma that you have to have 17. So you've got to have one really good stat. You need uh, a 12 strength, 9 intelligence, which again... 13, Wisdom, and Constitution. So your, your, uh, your decks can be whatever. So if you can get those abilities, if you, can get, if you have those stats to make it, um, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, drags at Yeah. But now I reckon... One of the best classes. Ah, so we have some disagreement. We have some... Ah, interesting. So we have some... Do we have some, we have some disagreement? Well, do we want to go over the... The fighter choice at No, I think we need to move forward, but we he's talking about forward. multi-class. So we're gonna oh, do multi-class okay. later. You know. I, again, I, I think they're on the fence between third edition and second edition, but okay. for but the paladin to me, again, assuming you're gonna deal with there are some limitations, mm -hmm. but they can heal themselves and others. They have protection from evil ten feet. They can uh, they get a lot of hit points. You know, they're as good as that. They can, yes, they have limits in armor and weapons, but they can still, they can get the Holy Avenger. And if they get that, yeah. ridiculous. So late game, they're ridiculous. Mid-level, they can turn undead. They're definitely first edition. They are literally first edition. You know, Paladin, if you can jump through all the hoops to be able to roll a Paladin and stay good, lawful good, lawful stupid, whatever, you are the main character as a Paladin. Uh, right. The... They have, I believe, this is supposed to be the paladin fighting off all the demons. Right. <laughs> like, that's supposed to be you. You're arguably one of the best classes in the game, if you can roll a paladin and stay lawful good. Now, you have to do some nonsense with, you can't have uh, that many magic items, but you still can carry almost a, a small arsenal of weapons, and right. you have to tithe and stuff, but... That's not really that big of a deal when you get all these. I mean, just comparing something like a straight fighter at first level to a first level paladin, it's night and day with how much more stuff you can do. 
Yeah, you can turn undead, you get clerical spells later, you get yeah. plus two to all your saving throws, you can detect evil. I mean, there's right. just so stat after stat after stat, you cure disease, um, it's ridiculous. Now again, you're, you're gonna be the frontline guy and you're gonna you know, have to deal with that, but there's no comparison. Right. And you know, if your DM is one, it's gonna really make you some kind of holy warrior and you're gonna be stuck into things, but yeah. you don't care, that's the thing. Right. You're a tank, you're gonna do all cool stuff. And every paladin is going to be, everyone's been a part of the game where the paladin's detecting evil all the time. Yeah. Finding a, he finds everything before it attacks you. And then he's opening everything because he has bonuses to his saves. And he's almost invincible. And everyone's huddled around the paladin all the time to get his protection aura. So he's first edition. Paladin is first edition. That's right. He's one With, of without, a, without a doubt. Now, next one is Ranger. So the advantage of Ranger, I mean, first of all, they are, I would almost put them S tier just from the fact that they have, or in this case, first edition tier, because they have a gob load. If you have a decent constitution, you're going to have a gob load of hit points. Why? Because you get 11 uh, eight-sided dice versus nine ten-sided dice. Why is that important? Because you have an 18 con, you're going to get uh, a, yeah. 20, 44, 44 versus 36, eight more points plus the extra dice roll. So they get a huge amount of hit points. Tip, early game, they have more hit points than anyone else on average. They do damage to uh, plus one to orcs and goblins and all these things because of their thing, because of their class. Um, they can track, they can reduce surprise, and you have less of a, a hit point penalty than, than you do paladins. Mid-game, they start getting druid and magic user spells. Mm -hmm. The only things that they uh, are negative when it comes to them, yeah, their hit dice is uh, D8 versus D10, but again, you're getting more hit dice overall, and you don't get your 3 per 2 attack until 8th level, but you can use all the fighter things. So if they're not 1st edition, they're at BX. I mean, they, they got to be one or the other. Right. Ranger's incredible as a subclass of fighter. Uh, they're, I would say they're up there with Cleric and Paladin. I, I would argue they're in the same tier as first edition. I think Paladin is better, but I would you could definitely make a case for Ranger being as strong. I, I do think uh, Paladin and Cleric are better than Ranger, but I still think Ranger's I, really good. Let's, let's go with first edition. Right. Uh, I definitely think they're, they're first edition. And, I mean, you get some things like... I, I haven't really been keeping track of their uh, men at arms capabilities and stuff like that. Do we want to factor in how strong their strongholds are? No, no. I mean, we're talking pure, we're talking pure uh, the ability that they, again, tracking is a broken thing. Uh, most DMs, you know, you basically become like uh, Strider. Yeah, you're they, just... they tell you what, they'll tell you what food the monsters ate. That there was you a battle. There right? was a battle and you're walking around, they'll, they'll tell you exactly what they did. So that's a completely they broken. They were bound. That's right. <laughs> exactly. They drew, they, drew, they, drew, they moved over this way. Yeah. Right. Typically, the DM's <laughs> going to give you a lot of stuff. You have a 90% chance out yeah. to side. Again, reducing your surprise <laughs> is, is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so, again, I think they're, they're first, you know, first edition tier. So, yes. moving on. Magic right. user. So, this is late game. They are clearly the best. Right. Absolutely. They are the best. Best class they could... Fight things by themselves, demons, right. whatever you want to do, they, throw at them. They can do anything. They right. have all the things. But the, 
thing is, how do you compensate or deal with the fact that early game, they have, if, if they roll the good spells, mm -hmm. they may end up with junk. Right. They may end up with like light. Push. Or push young, as their offensive whatever. spell. Yeah, exactly. They may not, for the first two or three levels, they may literally be Mending, nothing. Whatever. Right. <laughs> well, if, they, if you roll as per the DMG, right, you've got the, by the way, the drink today is Crown Royal and Ginger Ale. Hope you're partaking, unless, you, unless it's a minion. Um, but, you know, so they're clearly the best when they get the high tier. But the fact that you're starting out so terrible, <laughs> and really for third or fourth level, you may be u literally useless. Uh, you know, an XP sponge. I just, it's hard to, does that overcome their god tier at the, at the end? You know, most campaigns only end up to seventh level. Right. So half the time, you're, you may be doing nothing. So I, How, can't, I can't put them at, I, I just struggle to put them at first thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's extremely difficult to see those campaigns where you're, you're hitting 12th level or whatever, name level. You played a guy who was, what, what was the highest level you got up to? I think, 11th? I want to say, yeah. You I had like 5th level spells. 7th level spells, I believe. Oh, I think you had 5th level, level spells. So that, that would make you, I think you were 11th, you were just about to get 6th right. level spells. And you were ridiculous. Your character. Right. And uh, yeah, they're just a powerhouse by themselves. But getting there is, you could be completely useless for the first four levels. Absolutely a hindrance to the party. Well, definitely the first level, you could be doing yeah. nothing because you end up with your you know, acquisition of spells, which again, I'm looking for. Uh, acquisition of spells, and we're flipping and turning. Gee, a PDF <laughs> would be great here. Um, Going through, trying to character spells. 39. Because people always assume you're going to get something good. Right. Offensive yeah. spell. You have burning hands. That does one hit point. Charm person is good. Enlarge, useless. Friends, useless. Light, pretty much useless. Magic missile is good. Push is terrible. Shocking grasp is garbage. And sleep. So you have 4 in 10 chance of getting something useful. Yeah. Everything else is absolutely terrible. Everything else, you're getting read, you know, you're getting uh, right, unseen servant, this and that. So, I, but their late game is ridiculous. So I, to me, it feels like they're uh, and BX I think level. a lot of the early fights as well. Even if you did have magic missile and whatnot, a lot of these early uh, encounters are you just wish you had more bodies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or more people fighting. A lot of times these. Even one magic missile, even if you get two magic missiles, uh, you know, per cast, it's still, like, that's not, that's not going to swing the entire right. encounter to your favor when you're fighting, you know, eight goblins or whatever. And, and, and yeah, they change the game yeah. more because if they do have sleep, which is, the again, a ridiculous spell. Right. But they cast it once, and what's the next thing they want to do? What's the magic you want to do? As soon as they rest, what do oh, they want to do? Oh, well, they just want to rest. Yeah, they, they, they want, all right, so, we got to go to sleep now because I got to rest now because I want to get that. As, as a party member, I mean, they're the definition of a hyper carry. They yeah. just get funneled, all the magic items, all the yep. XP, and they sit around and hide. And what are the, a magic users never going to attack with their weapons or with, even with their darts. You don't really see magic users. Well, they can't carry that many, too, because they're actually yeah. pretty encumbering. So they'll take a few and then they'll stop. And you, and you have to be pretty close. Darts, the range, 10 feet is the range. After yeah. 20 feet, you're at uh, medium. Now, they right. should have a decent dex, but yeah, you're right. Everyone's carrying them until they become powerful. Yeah, and 
they're just they're just terrible. So, so you're saying OD&D? Are you saying I second think, edition? What are you saying for Magic so, Eraser? I still think because we have to take in their best and their worst, mm -hmm. their best is their best. I mean, you would have a party of, of all Magic Eraser. Right, if you could, if you, if you could if start you at could ninth start level? at 11th level, yeah. you would be all Magic Eraser. Straight right. Magic Eraser, and they would all be lasering everything to death. It yeah. would be, unless you're fighting Intellect Devourers or something like that. Or Drow that have the magic resistance. Yeah. Yeah. You would just be slaughtering everything. So I, I still think because they completely negate the late game, and you have to come up with, Dungeon Masters have to come up with unique ways to oh, yeah, they break the game. navigate exactly. the, the way the magic user can completely break the game. Right. I mean, encounters are trivialized, uh, traps, anything, any weird ways. They teleport to the top of towers or whatever. They find out obnoxious ways to completely escape dungeons. I think they're just so absolutely game-breaking at the end of their thing that they should be in that top tier or at least in BX great okay. tier. Uh, yeah, I, I think BX is reasonable for them. Slightly controversial because some people would be like, how can you not put the magic right. user? Uh, but their early game, I mean, they could kill parties. So bad. And if you have a, and, and, you know, we're really not supposed to be ranking the player, but the, the character. If you've got a player who doesn't understand the magic user, they can kill the party. They can fireball yeah. them. Absolutely. They can sleep them. And again, that's not really the class's fault, but they, are, they require high skill. Uh, they're, they're, that. So, and the other thing yeah. is we're assuming these classes are played to their best. Right. Magic user is hard to play to their best. And you have to be, you have to pick the best spells. You know what I mean? If you're not picking some of the, now as you get higher level, there's more really good spells. But if you're picking, you know, I don't even know what, Flaming Arrow at third level. <laughs> yeah, Flame Arrow. Like, Fire Trap. You're, even worse for longer. Yeah, Snake Charm or Sna something. Yeah, let's look, at some know, let's look at some garbage third level spells. You, you'd assume, you always assume people yeah, will take Fireball or Lightning Bolt or haste, whatever, the best spells, but they could... Flame some, arrow, gust of wind. Right, some hot garbage. And then, Lehman's <laughs> Tiny Hut. Like those are good scrolls. Suggestions are right, but again, uh, protection from evil 10 feet, that's why you have a paladin. Right, exactly. And yeah, so that assumes that they take the best spells possible. Right. And yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, so I'm, I'm good with that. Next one is Illusionist. So this is... Uh, illusionist. So, first of all, you need two decent stats, not only intelligence, but dex. I mean, you, you'll want dex for magic user. They are a subclass, and even Gary says in page 26, while being equal, even slightly inferior to normal magic users, illusions have different highly effective spells. Highly effective spells. Um, they go up quicker than magic users. They're, in fact, they, they go up the same level once they get to name level as thieves, 220,000. So they progress very quickly. Um, the question is, who is your... Uh, let, me, let me read some of the comments here. Uh, we will... Yeah, so the multi-attack is, is useful. Yeah, if, so the fighters have that multi-attack. But, and, and that is interesting, because so... Uh, Minion's talking about the multi-attack capability of fighters. Now the question is, is that just for fighters or the subclasses again? I argue, I'm pretty sure it's correct, that the subclasses get them as well. Yeah. So, the, so that any fighter, fighters, paladins, and fighters, paladins, and rangers attack melee. It says, note, 
So that is helpful, but it does not preclude fighters because, again, uh, rangers and paladins are fighters. So that is a powerful item, but, again, the problem with fighter is for a little more experience, you can be a ranger, and they're a million yeah. times better. Right. Now, again, if you want to play an evil group, Again, if that, yeah, then that's you, the only reason you why would you would play it, to that. which is why evil sucks, because you, you can't even get the cool things until you get to assassin. <laughs> so, back to illusionist. It's either first edition or it's fourth edition. There's no in-between yeah. with illusionist. Right. In that, if, if it's first edition, it's because your DM allows you to do things that are ridiculous exactly. with the spells. <laughs> if they are totally going to lock you down, and they're going to say, no, the illusion doesn't work that way, then they're, they're pretty much useless until you get to end game when you actually start doing some things. But, you well, know, go for, ahead. For me, I think they should just take all these illusionist spells and just take them out and then just have their two spells, which are Phantasmal Force right. and, you know, their, what is it, Major Illusion. Yeah. And all, only those spells, because they're so, they're their gimmick. That's what they do, is cast those illusions and... Depending on how the DM runs them, they either completely run away with the game <laughs> or they sit around and I, uh, they, they run into the same problem though with magic users as that, you know, you, you really only want one, I feel like. Right. It, well, they kind of have diminishing returns, like as you get more and more with, with magic user too, even at those high levels where magic user is insane, like you're never... Like you said, you're never going to get those high levels. Same with Illusionist. I don't think you want seven, you know, four, more than one Illusionist in your party casting these Phantasmal Forces because half the time they're just sitting around. If it grinds, well, first of all, if, if the DM's somewhat helpful, it grinds the day, game down because i got to come up with ideas and then the, mad, the Dungeon Master has adjudicated. But an early game, they're as, weak as, they're as weak as them. They may have a slightly better armor class because they have a better dex. But look at their first level spells. The only one that's useful is Color Spray. Now, Color Spray is amazing. Yep. All the other ones are either straight garbage or uh, they require a good DM, Phantasmal Force being the example. Right. Uh, then at second level, you get improved Phantasmal Force. Again, if your DM is uh, playing that well, well, then they're amazing. If they're mm -hmm. playing that they don't, doesn't work, and you get invisibility, which is the same thing you get. But you don't yep. get any power of spells. Third level, Paralyzation is an amazing spell. Paralyzation is a great spell, but after that, all pretty garbage. So um, I would put them between third and fourth edition, for my right. case. And once you get to fourth level spells and whatnot, there's some, there's some good ones there. But then you're kind of a budget magic user, I feel right. like, at that point. So you're still good, but, I mean, you might as well go all the way if you're right. going to play one of those late-game classes. That... It's like being a chiropractor versus right. uh, you might as being well a doctor. You might as well be a doctor. Just you put your time well in. be a doctor. <laughs> all right, so we're putting... So you're thinking between what? Suboptimal and useless. I... So my personal bias in all the games I've been, they've been useless. All right. But I could see how someone could argue that they're suboptimal. If if they're played well and the person's extremely creative and is able to game the system, they could definitely be a suboptimal magic user, as bad as that sounds. And where I play them, uh, you know, a lot of their spells don't work against, you know, mind creatures that are mindless. So a lot right. of undead, they don't do anything to them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, because they have that thing. So, all right. 
We're going to keep them useless. That'll, that'll, that'll upset some people. Which <laughs> well, I, people which... love playing illusions. Oh, they love playing illusions. So I don't think some people are going to appreciate illusionist well, in 4th uh, edition. Who cares? <laughs> that, if that's, what do I say? Oh, that's too bad. All right. All right. So now we're moving to the thief. Uh, this one will be controversial. That's what I'll say about the thief. Right. So. Let's talk about the thief. Those, the thief was not original to OD&D. If you remember, for those who remember, that came in, in a, a, one of the supplements. Um, what's their advantages? They, at least in this edition, first edition, they have a six-sided dice. In the old before they were four-sided, so they were really trash. They get a lot of hit point. They get a lot of hit dice. They move up extremely fast. Right, yep. their, their XP is super fast. Um, they got a lot of cool little things to do. Right, they can backstab for extra damage, and they can climb walls, and they can pickpocket and disable traps. And so, mm -hmm. early yeah. game, um, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like having a tarp in a rainstorm. They're better than nothing when yeah. you want to look for traps, but uh, they have a very nervous. low chance. <laughs> they have a very low chance to get it. Right. So uh, mid game. They finally are somewhat okay. You know, there's things. And then late game, they do have some, you know, being able to cast scroll spells is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, your times five backstabbing is pretty good. By then, they'll definitely have a ring of invisibility uh, or some kind of concealment. So you get some advantages to that. But overall, I'm not, I'm not feeling that you're a big fan of them. No. I, I mean, thieves are just so... Just weak as a class. I they're so hard to pull off. You're either a trap finder or you're a really bad fighter, in my opinion, <laughs> with the thief. So they they don't have many hit points. Like the D6 is well, they get a lot of hit die later. Um that you're gonna be putting all your points into constitution and decks, right? Uh which means your strength is not gonna be very high for hitting anything because you can't use decks on dagger or anything like that. So right. it's going to be hard for you to hit those, which I suppose the backstab is supposed to um, mitigate that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that weakness. But getting a backstab is so hard as per rules, I feel like. Like you have to hide in shadows and then they have to walk by you, right? Or you have to hide in shadows and then move silently. Or they have to not be looking at you and then you move silently and backstab them. Which, in lots of AD&D dungeons, are all a bunch of corridors. So it's really hard to be able to go around anyone to be able to backstab them. So it's, as far as combat, they're pretty weak. Now, trap finding, they're pretty much the only class that can do it, right? Um, oh, the Wandering Alone. Hey, Leroy's on. And, uh, and let's see. They also think, um, you know, keep going. Adding in, adding in magic items. Yeah, well, of right. course, magic so, items. You know, if you get a cloak of elven kind of ring right. of invisibility, and now you've now you've fixed the character. But now of course, the class is playable. If you have a you know cloak of elven kind or and ring of invisibility or anything like that, or in uh, boots of climb or what is it, gloves of climbing, any of those, where you, now you right. don't fail because you're probably playing a halfling thief. Right. right. If, if you want to be gonna optimize. optimal, you're probably playing a halfling thief because every race gets unlimited bubble and thief. And if they go on their own, like someone suggested, right. 
A halfling by themselves or an elf can surprise. And you're uh, going to pick the, the stout halfling, right? Even right. though they're, what, 1% of the population. Even though they're 1%, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you want the improvision. Oh, I just so happen to be a stout or a stout half-breed or right. whatever. Literally, that's the only thing they can take <laughs> right. at cla in their job Because they have improvision. Right. Because why would you Why would you be a improvision? <laughs> exactly. Because basically, Gygax said Bilbo sucks. That's He's right. He's terrible. Bilbo's garbage. <laughs> but it's, you know, they... they so if you, if you have all the magic items which let you not fail for all your abilities, which you're supposed to be the only one who can do, then yeah, they're great, I guess. If I, have, if I count on magic items to help me do my class roll, then yeah, it's awesome. But without that, I mean, at low levels, you have like a 30% chance to find and remove traps or something like that, right? Find and remove traps at third level, assuming you don't have a dex or racial bonus. You have a 30% chance. At third level. At third level. That's, I mean, it's just terrible. <laughs> like, I mean, you're going to have a dex bonus, so it's probably closer to 40. Maybe. You hope so. Well, I, well even if you, you do. You should just jump off you, something. You should kill, <laughs> you don't, kill yourself at that point. If you're playing a thief and you don't even have a dex bonus, I mean, what are you doing, man? Well, if, <laughs> to find and remove traps in order to get a bonus, you need an 18, and then you get a 5% bonus. Right. Yeah. So you only That's, get 5% for that. And the other thing we haven't even gone into yet which is the people who play right this is the worst so that's you know it's at, at best suboptimal that's like the best you can right. argue. now you we've kind of argued it's useless and i'll give you another before we get into the what makes them cancerous which i sort of agree <laughs> with um so let's go over the climb walls because that in theory right, right the, what the thief introduced is a skill that no one else can do which is climb walls no one else can climb right. a wall yeah. then again the, everyone argues well I mean, we're talking about climbing, you know, like this wall, something that's sheer. Yeah, yeah. difficult. But, right. And, and as it's written in the player's handbook, that looks like a pretty cool thing. You check it one time. But then Gary Gygax in the DMG gave you the big screw job. Because <laughs> if you read climb walls in the DMG, depending on the, uh, the, the type and slickness of the wall, you may have to check multiple chimes on page 19. Wall climbing per round of climbing. Climbing walls. This is probably the most abuse thief function. The uh, so hiding shadow advised for its distinction. Is the ability to climb walls is something which is acquired through training. The rate at which vertical or horizontal movement is possible depends on the texture and other conditions. Be certain to check each round of vertical or horizontal movement. So if you're on a slippery surface with rough, rough things, so you're in a nor what also known as a cave, and you're trying to climb up a 50-foot thing, you have to check five times. Yeah. As a first-level thief, that's eight, you have an 85% chance. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a statistician, but I know if you keep rolling something enough, it's going to come up eventually. It's going to come up, and then you fall, and it's D6 per as, Yeah, thing. So, and when, of course, you fail, you're not going to fail at the first right. 10 feet. You're going to fail at the first 50 feet. Or you fail seven times at the first 10 feet. <laughs> That's right. right. You and keep falling and killing yourself. just waiting and like, really? This is what we have to deal with? And then you're trying to jerry-rig some mechanism to boost you up, you know. So, so now let's talk about why you then, think they're cancerous. Then there's the thief players. And while I don't like, uh, I think illusionist players can be kind of annoying as they slow the game down. They're, trying to they're pretty cancerous, Time too. to game the, the system. And while paladin players can be annoying and then they Correct. run into combat and take fights that they shouldn't. <laughs> but they usually kill thief, themselves off. Thief players, I mean, are just the worst. So in terms of thief can play a neutral good, rarely, even though 
you know, with the best classes, you should be playing a good character because if you want to play with actual good classes like Paladin Ranger, you need to be playing a good character. Right. So, so they should be playing good, but a lot of times they're playing chaotic neutral, which has a tendency for players to kind of just do what they want to do with, with chaotic neutral. And they're playing a class that's called Thief. So they're going to want to try to steal stuff. And that's from you, from the players, from, from the players, everyone. From the shopkeepers. That's right. From the king. From the king, from the people, that the orcs you're trying to... Uh, from the nuns. Diplomatically right. <laughs> resolve issues with. Anything like that, the Thief is going to be like... From the dragon that's sleeping, any of that, the Thief is going to be stealing everything. And it's going to run you and the party into so much trouble <laughs> that you're going to want to strangle the thief to death. If, you, if, I mean, if it wasn't, if, if, if the DM would just issue out a wand of trap detection, right. you would never have a thief in your Ever. Party. And it's funny because there's even spells in the game that I feel like they put in just for the party thief. Like wizard lock and yeah. stuff, which are just made to make sure your thief doesn't steal things from you while you're sleeping. So they're, can so they're, they're cancer. They're just terrible to play with. I mean, they're, you, the problem is, though, you kind of have to have one. Right. Which is the worst part, because you, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Right, you're forced to have you're one. You're forced into Because even if it's a 30% chance to find traps, it's better than zero. Right, exactly. Because there's nothing worse when you don't have the thief, and exactly. you know there's traps there, and you're literally, you know, you're falling into pits, or and you, you see the chest. The fighter has to smash open right. every chest, and right. then you lose everything. So it's terrible in every way. I hate it. You have to have them. <laughs> they're required class, but they're just terrible to play. Um, thieves are minimum fourth. Exactly. That's why they're more trouble than gnomes. Yeah. I mean, it's in their name. So, so we think they're, you're saying they're cancer. I'm saying they're the worst. Uh, fifth edition. Terrible. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean. that can be difficult to pull out. Pull off unless you take the fight onto your own battleground. Retreat, let the pig-faced orcs follow your party to another room where the thief is hiding. Right? Well, and that, that's the way you should play it. But typically, what, what does the thief do? They go off in the front, and yeah. they forget that their job is to scout. So then it's a solo adventure for half the game because they're yeah, scouting it's around. two hours of the DM explaining everything to the thief, and then right. the thief trying to pickpocket something or pocket right. whatever. That they see glowing, you yeah, know, glowing the, idols. They're oh, Indiana Jones and right. everything. And yeah, and then when they have a problem, then they start screaming. And they want and they run for their life, alerting right. the entire yeah. fortress. The whole, all the orcs are coming. It's like it literally is Indiana Jones when he comes over the hill and there's all the right. all the aborigines coming the, after him. Yeah, so I guess you can lure the armies of Mordor into your battleground, but you know that's probably. I, I assume if the thief is playing optimally, there are definitely opportunities for them to get a backstab, but. They only get plus four to hit, assuming all their best things. And now, well, you will say they they get magic. I mean, plus two daggers are like candy for them, yeah, right? right? So they're always getting magical weapons. So they're they're probably like plus six to hit. We're not going to be rude and assume that they have eight strength or something. No, right. So the, they do. It is likely, but that's plus six, which is great at lower levels and whatever. But I I haven't seen too much thieves at late game, probably because they don't survive very much, but. I don't know how much that would stack up against, you know, negative four armor class and negative six, like, no. eight drow and whatever. I have a feeling that they won't care. And also they have magical means of detecting you and whatever. And yeah. I don't know how great they... And even if you do get everything, you get one attack, and if you hit them, you kill one guy, 
which is cool, and then the rest of his if you're lucky. buddies go. Yeah, and then they destroy you. Yeah, and you're stuck in combat as a D6 hit die fights almost with, with slightly better than a magic if you're user, lucky. and you have leather armor. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you may have good... So even if you have AC1, which again, against high creep. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, they run... that they, A thief class... Multi-class is perfect for adding a thief to one of your guys. So you can have those skills, but it's not your primary thing. So hopefully you don't do dumb things like, you know, running uh, um, into combat and, or running right. into what thing because you're you don't have the ability to. All right, well, I think we said enough. Now, yeah. assassin. I mean, by default, they should be cancer because if you have <laughs> because if you have a good party, they're cancerous. They're right. going to they're, they're going to kill everyone. Terrible, but they're cool, right? I mean, that's the problem. So early game. They're pretty good. Why? Yeah. You need some pretty good uh, things, but they have D6 at dice, which is not great. But they can assassinate people. If they surprise you, they have a fifth, basically a 50-50 chance of assassinating someone. Humanoids, yeah. Humanoids. Um, and so that makes them really cool. Uh, they, they act as thieves two levels lower. They, um, they're, they have to be evil. So, you know, on the one hand, on the usefulness, if it wasn't because they're evil and going to murder everyone, they'd probably be pretty good. But the fact that you have to be evil, and if you're truly playing evil, you're going to have a problem pretty early on in yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, and they'll eventually get tired of someone and they'll want to assassinate. Right. And, you know, the, the evil really brings them down. And honestly, I don't even think <laughs> the, the assassination... Is is that big of a deal? I think their biggest deal is the poison. Oh, then the poison yeah, yeah. is is broken. If you can, but you can combine them too. Great poison, right? But let's be honest here. If you if you're a assassin, I don't know what range you're going to be nicking people with poison and they die. Right? You know what I mean? You, it, who cares if you don't if you fail the assassination? They take a ridiculous poison damage and die. Well, but, I, and I don't know if you know. I I totally agree. But here's the beauty of them. So if we go to the assassination table, which is on page, is the oh, here it is, page 75 of the DMG. This percentage is for the success, instant death under optimum conditions. Again, what does that mean? Right. What, what um, if the assassin is being attempted by, by or in behalf of the player character, complete plan should be done. Now. Even if it fails, weapon damage always occurs and may kill the victim, even if the assassination yeah. attempt. So, Absolutely. if you're a fifth level, if you're a fifth level assassin attacking someone is similar, you had a fifty-fifty chance. Even the fat, and you automatically hit, and if you automatically hit and you have poison, then you do the poison damage. Right. So it's ridiculous. It's completely broken. Exactly. Uh, and they can make poison and stuff like right. that. They now. I've never been in an evil party, so I don't know how just disastrous it becomes quickly. But the fact it locks out powerful classes like Ranger and Paladin from partying with you is pretty bad. I'm not going to lie. Assassin, but if you made a, a party of basically all assassins, I feel like it would be an interesting adventure. I'll say that much, but yeah. I, I don't know... I feel like they would be pretty effective. I don't know how well in the dungeon, how great they would be. Because the thing we have to remember is this is great if you're breaking into manors and assassinating lords or whatever. But most people are fighting, you know, trolls or whatever. And 
in labyrinths or minotaurs or whatever. So that's the, the opponents we got to be really thinking of is not just unarmed humans like that, that if they were in their own assassination campaign, they would be great. But I think in with their disguise and their poison and assassination capabilities, they'd be... They'd well, they're super good. fun, right? Because you right. can disguise, and, you can spy, and you can do all that. And if we were going on a cool factor, or which ones yeah. are fun to play, assassin would be probably us here. Because, I mean, it's awesome. Like, right. who doesn't want to be an assassin, right? But as far as, like, a normal party or a normal campaign, I mean, bringing these guys into Keep Along the Borderlands would be pretty bad. <laughs> well, I think they're okay early game. So early game, they're they're really good because no one has detect ev- uh, detect alignment. That's true. So and detect evil doesn't detect like low level evil low people. Low level evil. Right. So you're fine until no alignment kicks in, which is third level. You have to right. be a third level cleric. So you've got early game, you get the tension and you typically the, the player, even if they're a psychopath, is not going to start murdering people. Right. But this is where you get into the cancer component. Because right. they're going to be using poison weapons. Yep. And then you have to go through the whole nonsense of rolling to figure out if the party can figure, figure it out, out if right. they're using a poisoned weapon. And, and then the paladin's that. either either going to play the paladin or he's going to play <laughs> the dumb the paladin. Who's going to be like, oh, I didn't notice yeah. the bl- dripping blade. <laughs> exactly. So you either have the, you know, see no evil paladin, whatever. Right. Which they should just be slaughtering the assassin on sight, but... Right. That you're a fighter happened. and you're wearing leather, studded leather? Why? Yeah, exactly. You know. And you're a half-orc? Gee, that's weird. <laughs> Never seen that before. Right, exactly. That's just like all these stout halflings with infravision. You know, all these halfling thieves with infravision. I think what a lot of players try to do is they try to play him like James Bond. The brooding, yeah. lawful, he's lawful evil, but he's, you know, he's, he's an assassin. He has a code. Right. He's exactly. got a code. He's, you know, I really want to play an assassin, you know, for his majesty's service. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not just a psychopath. I'm right. not uh, a killer. So I can play nicely with, um, you know, I can play nicely with other, right. with other people. But inevitably, the party does something they don't like or something else. Exactly. And they revert yeah, back to their base interest, which <laughs> is murder. This is why they should just cut the nonsense and roll chaotic evil. Complete sociopath. Yeah. So, um, you know. Half-orc James Bond. Half-orc James Bond. I'm Bond. Game Bond. <laughs> Game Bond. Yeah. Great job. How they're able to tactfully uh, convey other alignment languages uh, as a half-orc, I don't know. But, but they're able to do it. I would so. say eight out of the ten times, in a, if A, they get an assassin through here. Well, our friend John, he had an assassin. Remember, he had a right, cleric right. assassin. And that was done, I would say, about as well as you could right. possibly but if, do it. But he also realized at some point the jig was going to be yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And it was going to end. End badly. <laughs> and, and he understood it was going to end badly for him. Um, uh, but in the end, it's going to end badly. There's right. no, if it's an evil party, you know, it's this idea of as long as they have a common goal, they're going to work well together. But yeah. as soon as they don't trust each other, right. it becomes paranoia. Basically becomes everyone starts trying to whack each it, other. Really, I feel like with evil parties, it's uh, pretending, it's, it's pretending they have like this uh, suspension of disbelief almost, but suspension of morality. Like, yeah. they have to pretend, once they remember, oh, wait, I'm evil mm-hmm. and can do whatever I want, then it's, then it becomes a problem. Because yeah. then everyone starts, ah, what if I kill you? You know, and then yeah. it's like, okay, game on, yeah. basically. Yeah, you, I, so, the only time that works is if you have a common thing, like you're prisoners and you're trying to escape, 
Yeah. You know, they have a common goal. They have to work together. But as soon as they have a chance yeah. to not do it, they totally right. work. And they're going to abandon everyone to try to get away by yeah. themselves. Right. So I put them... They are cancer. At least at the level of illusionist, I think they're, no, they're personally can. fifth edition they're, cancer. They, they, if, it's, if they weren't evil... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they weren't... They weren't evil and they, you had all the skills of that and not evil... Yeah. They would be higher up. But the fact that they are evil and you're playing... This game is meant to be with good parties... Right. They're cancerous. They're... They have to be. <laughs> they, they are, and if played properly, you will lose friends over it. <laughs> Someone's going to be angry. Exactly. Oh, uh, are you mad, bro? That kind of thing right. is going to come up. And this isn't even going into the uh, Assassin's Guild and whatever right. stuff. Because you're not supposed to be like an unregistered right. assassin. Right, yeah, you can't be an unregistered. And then if you make an assassin, then you're guild, you're having a gang war and stuff like that. So it's just a lot. And eventually you may have to be paid, you know, if the party uh, attacked an evil yeah. lord, he may put out an assassination right. to kill them. And what are you going to do, not accept yeah, that assassination? I'm not going to do my job. Yeah, so <laughs> that's, it's, it's a problem. All right. That was, oh, boy. So now we get to the two uh, ones that are even more interesting. Let's talk about the monk. The monk. Here it is. So the monk, first of all, I love how they say the monk is the most unusual of all characters. Well, that's true. Page 30. And perhaps the most, the deadly, most deadly to themselves. The, the, uh, the biggest lie told in The most deadly to the self. Ever. Early game, they're garbage. Why are they garbage? You get two D4 dice for hit points, which doesn't sound too bad. I mean, if you get constitution, nope, no constitution bonus. Sorry. Right? You don't get the constitution bonus. I... Uh, 99% positive. You don't get it. But maybe you do. I forgot. It's been long. It's been so long um, since I allowed a monk to play. <laughs> I thought they didn't get the constitution bonus. Let's see. I don't see anything about I know they don't get the strength bonus to attack. They don't get the dex bonus to their armor. Oh, that's right. They I don't get that. The, maybe they do get the con bonus, which is still okay. So you may end up with... But your armor class... Yeah, your armor class ten. It doesn't matter if you're nineteen constitution. Right. Your armor class ten. At so first so level. so you mo at most you have twelve hit points. More likely you have, uh, two, if you have a sixteen con, which is already going to be hard, you're going to have nine hit points, which is okay, but it's not awesome. Right. And your AC ten. Ten. Which you're going to have. D four. Your mag the magic user may be better than you, <laughs> right. armor class wise. So no decks. But you have to have a high dex. Right. You have to have a high strength, a high wisdom, and an okay constitution. No strength bonus, I believe, right? To your yes, no attacks. strength to damage. Or is it to, to hit? hit and damage? Yep, that's on, yeah. that so, is definitely correct. That's on that's page awesome. uh, 32, number four. Then you get these open hand, which is the Gar open garbage, hand is first garbage couple, at first, first few levels. First, I think, probably until you get. Much higher level, they're pretty terrible. Ninth level, it becomes decent. Or even, um, even seventh level. Three per two or three to nine, that's okay. But it ain't awesome. Right. You're rather going to be using a spear or something like that. Any weapon. That you... Again, the characters for the... Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think they get any... But any definitely is for strength, dex, or con. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty it's horrible. It's very, very bad. And they get a stun mechanic, which... They have to roll five or more, I think, right, with their with their score. And I think that's why they don't get any bonus to hit, is because they need this 
they need to roll five or more. So they're pretty luck based with doing this ability that is awesome when you get it off. I mean, you you get a full stun right. for for d6 rounds or something like that. And I think later it kills people, but it's really hard to pull off. Yeah, they have a lot of cool psionic things, psionic like uh, attributes. They're immune to this. They're immune to that. They, they get can speak with plants. At fourth level, you know, it's not great. It's yeah, every after after four, after so four it, rounds you get a second attack three times over, and, and you do a d6, and you're four. Yeah, and the experience points. You're fourth level. You, it takes you ten thousand experience points to get to there. If I'm a fighter, I'm fifth level. I'm pretty close to. I'm getting close to fifth level at that point. So yeah, they're pretty. But I, I, are they cancer? That's really the question. Well, the thing is with monk is I think people get baited in a lot because of. How much stuff they can do. I mean, look yeah. how much things you're reading. They do, they're catching weapons, they're deflecting blows, they're stunning you, they're killing you, they're doing their special palm attacks, they're, they can mask their mind, they can speak to animals, they can not be affected by slow and all this other stuff, right? But they're just terrible, <laughs> in my yeah. opinion. They're just awful. Now, they can play essentially a thief. Right. But you're wasting all these good scores on a on a straight thief, which kind of sucks. Like, I think they play equally as a thief. They're equal for certain thief skills. Levels. They don't do, they only do open locks, find, remove, trap, move silently, hide in shadows, hear noise, climb walls. They can slow their fall, which is yeah. awesome. They I can guess. catch, they can, they potentially can catch arrows sent at them. Yeah, that's, that's all good. But they don't do any damage. Right. They, and, don't, they don't do any damage, and they have terrible har armor class. And they don't have great... Can't wear armor. I mean, right. they, they can't have any magic, really, ever. Like, they have... Or they have to have a limited amount, like a paladin. Um, yeah, they, they do not gain any bonuses to hit or to increasing points of damage for strength ability. So that's cool, I guess. They get free hirelings or henchmen after a certain level. Like, once they're strong enough, they basically just get free followers. Every so, time I've seen a monk in an adventure, they're like much higher than the party, and they get totally destroyed by the yeah. party. Right, and I mean they move. Every time I've seen a monk, is they're really good at, at running away quickly. Right, like they're great at running because they could. Lines. That is their superpower that they can run fast. They run exceptionally fast, which is what I'll give them. And it's actually the thing that stands out the most is how quickly they run away. Yeah. Um, and they're an XP sponge. They suck up tons of experience right. points. And they're, Monk is a perfect example. They had no idea what they were doing with yeah. Monk. They just picked out some stuff. Well, they wanted like, it to be David Carradine, and it kept going on and on. And, yeah. and eventually, they're like, oh, this is cool, but it's really useless. I mean, even their ultimate attack, they're like... The quivering oh, palm? The quivering palm is yeah. kind of lame. I mean, it's, it sounds awesome, right? But you have to hit a victim that can't have more hit die than you, and it's once per week. And then you tell them to die, and then they die, which is cool. But even, I mean, you would, I think you would literally need to be teleported to 17th level. Well, and the fact useful. that you have to go up levels, you have to fight, and if you lose, you go back a level. Right. Once you get past, what, yeah, ninth you level? Have to do, Some level. You have to do a cage match with right. other. There could be. There's, uh, there's only a limited number of monks above 7th level. So. Yeah, that you, you. So, at eighth level, you need one hundred fifty thousand experience points. You try to become master of dragons, and you get kicked back to seventh level. That's awesome. Cool. 
So I, I mean, even I mean, at it's, the it's, most powerful, if we take a 17th level Grandmaster of Flowers monk, he's only AC3, negative 3. Yeah, let's say you pick up the child. Yeah, like so you, armor class negative 3 at 17th level, that's the best they can do. Right. Um, I mean, they get four attacks, okay, whoop-de-doo, eight to 32, which is... Okay. Well, they need magic items. Like, this is another what class that... What would they use? Well, they can use certain... They can, they can use bracers of armor class. That's one thing they can use. So uh, they can use rings of protection. There's, okay. there's, there's magic. They can use a spear. So a lot of times they get stuck with the spear because their open hand is garbage. Yeah. So they're using a spear because they do get bonuses to damage uh, with... with uh, weapons. It's one half hit point per level. <laughs> Monk wins. Yeah, running for their life. You steal treasure and then run away. Right. I mean, they do have thief abilities, open locks. They can't pick pockets, which is unfortunate, but that's hilarious. I yeah, they can climb that. walls if they're lucky. And they I can even run think away. think about the monk grabbing stuff and running. Yeah, basically, that's their, that's their power. <laughs> that's their power. And they only need to get to 3 million before they... Right. 3 million power level before they're great. If you're the... If you're, you top out of 3 million experience points, and whereas the... Um, in this case... Even the, the grandfather of assassins. You could be at half that. You're a grandfather right. of assassins. Which Would, is way cooler. I'm not going to lie. Than a, I mean, monk is cool too, but I'd rather be a grandfather of Would assassins. you rather be a 17th level... A monk or an 18th level magic user? Which one would you rather be? Right. Or how about even an 11th level fighter for, a, right. like, what? Uh, oh, fighter only goes to uh, a million? So, yeah. No, you, it keeps going. Oh, it keeps you going? you add 250,000 for each one. Okay, yeah. So that, for to be that same level, you'd be a 20th level fighter. 19th Seven, level fighter. So, yeah, we were 750,000. So what do you even get with that on monk? Yeah. Uh, you're, you're about the same. So, yeah, I guess 11th level monk versus 11th level fighter, my money's on the fighter. Well, especially if they have armor. <laughs> yeah. So I'm clearly, to me, they're useless. They're useless. I think they're less than useless. but No, useless but they're not cancer. Great. Yeah. Cancer is designed I, they're as... They're useless. Yeah, they're yeah. useless. They're, they're just totally they, useless. When someone says, oh, I got really great stats, I'm going to be a monk, I go, oh, why yeah, would you do right? that to yourself? <laughs> Because to be fair, I guess that is true. They play good typically, so they're not right. They're not totally. Well, they can be lawful destroyed. neutral, and then they're kind of just or lawful too. evil. But yeah, they never. They're playing no. lawful good, but uh, so they're typically just down to have a terrible time for themselves and wait for a long time and then die horribly and be like, "Wow, I just wasted you know twenty sessions." <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right. So the next one, the last one we have in the single classes, is an optional class. And it is the bard. So, you've never played a bard. I've never played a bard. I've never seen a bard played. Right. So and, have, and you never will. And I've, I have no idea what a bard does as far as... I know they have to level to... They have to level three classes, I believe. And then... Two only, classes. Two classes, and they only can be human, right? They can be hu human or half-elf. Okay. So, first... What they, page is this on? This is on page 117 of the Player's Handbook, which we've discussed in previous uh, Grog Talks. <laughs> So feel free. We're not going to go over the whole class here. But you must have, you cannot have a score less than 10. So first of all, you've got to roll really well. Right. Exceptionally well. And you need 15s in strength, wisdom, dexterity, charisma. So. Already, that's incredible. You okay. have 15 and 4 prime stats. No. You have 4 prime requisites. Yeah. Early game, 
They are a fighter. So whatever you think of fighter, we don't think too much of fighters. Right. They're okay. This then is arguably when the fighter is best though, up right. until fifth level. Yeah. Then they start. With, then they become a thief, which we think is really worse. Right. This is terrible. Right. Then uh, they start. Do they start as a first level thief? At they start. They must become a thief. First level. First level, and their party is fifth level. Great. Correct. Awesome. <laughs> then between fifth and ninth level, then they become a bard uh, with the ability to cast druidic spells. So the advantage that they have is they, as if you notice on page 117, notice what happens at first level once you become a second level bard. What, what does it say there for hit points? You get, you get a six-sided? Right. Six you get a six-sided plus your con. So uh, you've, been, you've been a fighter from fifth to eighth level. Yeah. You have a pretty decent con because it has to be what at least uh it has to be at least ten. But let's say you have a decent con. Right. Okay, sure. So you've gone through fifth to eighth levels of fighter. So you have maybe sixty hit points. Then you may get another couple of hit points because you're a, a thief if you're higher than that. Right. And now you see it, now you start getting hit points. And your first level. So you're getting a bunch of hit points on top of what you are a hit point machine. Yep. Uh I so yeah, if we cheat in our uh, late game, they are ridiculous. Stats, if right. we're cheating and, and right. picking whatever stats we want, this is incredible already. Like, because you you only need two thousand to go up to second level bard, right? Which is nothing. I mean, you just walk into a your your party is what like eighth level or something. So you just walk into the dungeon once. So it's just kind of give you an example. I'm looking at the rogues gallery for those who are listening in the podcast. Whenever I put it out, twenty thousand years from now because I'm way behind on that. Let's look at Bard. So, just to give you an idea of how ridiculous they are. A, when, you, when you're looking at Bards, let's see, Bard level, second le, um, fourth level Bard, or ninth level Bard has 72 points. That doesn't sound that great, when, but when you look at fighters, most seventh level fighters in this thing have Let's see, seventh level, 43 hit points. Wow. So they have tons of hit points. Uh -huh. And look at these stats. The other thing is, they have exceptional strength. What? This, look at this guy. 18, 0, 0, 15, 17, 17, 12, 18. <laughs> He's a third level bar and has 45 hit points. That's ridiculous. I mean, this is cheating in stats, though. I mean, right. this is crazy. Like, having that high of stats, I didn't even know Bard could get exceptional strength. But I guess it makes sense because they're a fighter. They're a fighter. So now, they when they fight so, on fighter teams? So there's been a ton. Yes, they, well, they do. So what happens is, because this is totally jacked up, and there's been a lot of dragon things. So you get your things. But then when you become a thief, you have to play as a thief. Okay. So in theory, you're fighting as a thief, so you don't have your exceptional strength. Then once you become a, a bard again, then you get all the abilities of all the other things. Right. So then you're back to fighting as a fighter, and you have thief abilities. And you have druid skills. Things. But you're locked at a thief level 8, I believe. Right. right? And you're locked at fighting as a 5th level fighter. Yeah, but, now, but now you can fine. go up to level 23 right. as a bard. Leather, magic, chainmail only. Okay, no shield. And you can use sword, so mm -hmm. this is great. And you can use oil. No poison. That's fine. Yeah, but you can use swords. You have thieving abilities. 
you can, if you get, um, you can use all the miscellaneous magic of fighter, druid, or thief. All rods, scrolls, swords. You can use scrolls. It's ridiculous. And you can increase everyone's to hit by one, which is okay. You can negate harpies, attacks, any noise attacks, seems like. Mm-hmm. And I don't know anything about this charm. Charm percentage. Sounds... The chance of the charm has successfully casting a charm person with his or her music. So they, so you can cast them. They have a chance to for saving throw, and they're basically a walking encyclopedia. Right for magical weapons and stuff like that. Great. This is. I mean, they seem pretty crazy. So if you could ever get there. Right. They're insane. So late I, late game, they're really good. Now. Early game, they're as good as a fighter. Mid-game, they're a problem because you're exactly right. So now you're a low-level thief. You're a low-level thief, and yeah. you're going up in levels, and everyone has to go back to town because so you, you have to level up while everyone else is... Yeah, this seems extremely annoying to be doing, to be running your bard right. back and forth. Exactly. Because you picked up a rock, and that was 2,000 experience for him or whatever. So, But if you... I mean, that is quite a power... And they get druid spells, so that's cool. Um, well, for me, they're cancerous. Oh, Why? yeah. They're, they're totally cancerous, but they're not bad, I no. suppose. Is the well, it's like Assassin. They're not bad. They're, they're a good class. I think they're better than Assassin well, by a lot. I think having a bard on your class would be great. So they're yeah. not useless. No. And they're not suboptimal. They're not even okay. I think they're really good. But they are awful to be juggling as a party right. member, right. running them back and forth, and then having a fighter at the beginning, which is fine, and then having a low-level thief when you're 5th, 6th level. And why they're cancer? Because eventually they became standard. And now they are a meme. They're the <laughs> ones sitting in the back strumming when they're not fighting. Right. They're the carousers. They're, everyone who plays them, they're like assassins. They're cancerous. Yeah. So they're cancerous. And this is if they have this high of stats, also, they should be getting psionics, too. So this is also double, right, double, double cancer. cancer. So if you, they're using psionics now, too. Which but you only, be, you only can put that... As a DM, if you allow them, that's on you. You've allowed them to... Well, I mean, it's on you if they roll well in their psionics. If they roll poorly, well, then you just spent, however, hundreds of sessions as a party cultivating your bard, and right. then they get annihilated by a mind flare. Right, well, that's two, true. Two square miles away. So. Right, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're clearly cancer. They're pretty useless. <laughs> so, uh, I think, you know, so, we've done our first thing of this. I think the next time, because we're already an hour plus into this, so. Okay. I think the next time we'll do the multi-class. Oh, that'll be a fun one. So, um, put in the comments what you think about our ranking. So, to kind of recap, first edition is... The Cleric, Paladin, Ranger, they're clearly the best, followed by in the BX Great category is the Wizard, then the Druid, good but not the best. No one's okay, which is surprising. Right. I, honestly, do even looking back at this list, do we want to try to move any of them around, or do we think this is... Well, I would argue that the, the, the fighter is okay. I, it's, it's hard for me to struggle their sub, suboptimal. Okay. I mean, I get it. I get why... Um, you know, I think if you can only, uh, if you can only, I think the reason I think they're okay is if your stats are garbage, you can play a fighter still, and you can be okay. 
But I understand your idea. Compared to the but Ranger and the Paladin, it's suboptimal. So I think you're right. If it's what you're locked into, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you don't have two stats that are 15, at least, and even if you have two 14s or something, why not multi-class at that point? Why right. would you... Why would you say I'm gonna I'm gonna just play a straight fighter? Which I mean, I guess strength con. I, yeah, I, I would rather for the party if you're gonna have those low stats, kind of fill in, plug in the gaps that the. Well, rest be of a the cleric. Party. If you only have one decent stat, be a cleric. Right, then you can just heal. But no one wants to play cleric. But that's why a cleric's the best because every stat, any stat combination, any class combination, cleric's the best. I mean, they're incredible. Yeah. So. All right, I'll stick with suboptimal. Useless, illusionist, monk. But they could, you know, maybe uh, next time we'll try looking at any of the best comments and figure out if it changes our mind. Yeah, if you've, if you've got some comments on what you think, we'd be happy to listen to that. So, um, and cancerous, I don't disagree. The thief is cancerous. The assassin's cancerous, not, you know, again, cancerous as in cancerous to the party. Right, they are a cancer. Yeah, and bar and and so well, well. Let's do a let's do a bonus one. If we were to use the book of that shall not be named, the barbarian, the barbarian. Yes. If there was a a sixth edition tier, the it, worst of the worst. So why do you of, why do you dislike the barbarian? The barbarian. I mean, I think the barbarian's hilarious. So yeah. I'll just put this out there. They're the comically gold. Great, They're hilarious, awesome. The worst to have in your party ever. I and, mean, they, and they have great. I mean, again, for those who don't may not be familiar with the barbarian, why are they? Some of the things are good. They get twelve hit dice. Yeah, twelve sided die. And I believe they get plus two for their con bonus. For that, yeah. So they get plus two per point of con over fourteen. So if they have an eighteen con, they could have twenty hit points at first level. Right. And I think they can track and stuff like this. Yep. They're they're they can hide a natural like a budget ranger kind yeah. of. They're a super ranger in some yeah. ways. In and some ways they're way better than a ranger. They can hide. They're doing all this stuff in the in the outside, which is great. Right. They get uh later at end game they, they can get, call a horde, right? They can Right. Don't they get multi-attack and stuff? Mm -hmm. They get bonuses to their saves. They can so, spring, they can detect illusion, detect magic. They um, they get non-magical bonuses to hit. They do. Act as as magic bonuses. Well, they can they can affect creatures that normally need a plus weapon to hit even though they may not right. have one. Now, you're starting to see a theme here when we talk about oh, they can hit things with non-weapons and they're they're great against they're saving throws versus poison paralyzation. So why are they so why are they so terrible? Oh, they even get healing. Look at all these they great get first skills aid skills. So that's the first cancerous thing. They have skills. Now skills. Um, <laughs> yes, that is correct. The Eden has only one head. He has abdicated the throne, sir. Uh, there is just. Uh, this is the this is the next picture of flipping and turning. I'm showing once again the great artwork by Aggie, showing the uh, thing. It's probably going to be hard to see. I'm on the throne by myself, sir. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they get all these skills, which now we have non-weapon proficiencies, which is the beginning of AD&D 1.5. Mm -hmm. But of course, the two things why they're cancerous. At level one, you're not. They're not allowed to freely associate with clerics, which is incredible. I mean. This that is awful. The best, one of the best classes in the game. Yeah. I think the best class in the game. 
they can't be with at first level, which is terrible. <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. Right. I mean, you know, it's not like the there's no uh, deities of the forest or whatever that aren't druid things or, you know, what about elven clerics or whatever? Nope, just all clerics. Full stop. None of them allowed to be in the party with the barbarians. So They can't, they cannot, they can be of any non-lawful alignment. They must be human. Okay. So, so now they're chaotic something. Yep. Uh, which, which chaotic good. Chaotic good's okay. Sure. But the, the big thing is, what's the most cancerous the, thing? The one part, which is The most awful. cancerous. Now, I don't know the by-the-book reading, but... Well, I'm going to read it for you. Yep, read it out. <laughs> I'm going to read it because it is what makes them the best. For the DM, they're the best thing. And what... Tell me... Give me the story. What happened one time? Because you oh, played with the barbarian, remember? Um, right. There was a barbarian, you were the magic user. What did they do? Right. And, um, oh, was, it was either a, uh, wand of magic missile or a, uh, what, what happened? A necklace. Necklace sort of, of, it was either a necklace of, uh, uh, not missile attraction, the necklace, the, yeah, amulet against proof, amulet against missiles. Right. And I believe that protects from magic missile. Correct. I think that's what it was. And of course I was like, well, that sounds great. You know, as a magic user, I, I, last thing I want to do is being, is get shot with something while I'm casting a spell. You're the magic user, and someone else was playing and the And someone player. else was playing the barbarian. And the barbarian's ability is to do what? Right. <laughs> right. I, I'm looking for I can't believe, because it's buried it in be, here. It should be bold in the front, because it should be like, warning, you're about to play. Right, here he is. Uh, barbarians in general detest magic and those who use it. This is on page 19 of the book, That Shall Not Be Named. They will, at low levels of experience, refuse to employ any sort of magic item if they recognize it. They will often seek to destroy magic items, and if successful, they receive an experience, port, experience point award as if they possess the destroyed items. Right. So we find this, this uh, protection from normal missiles amulet in the, in the monster horde, and me and the barbarian, the magic user and the barbarian both have their eye on it. The barbarian's going to get to it first, and they're stronger than the magic user, so they're going to get their hands on it and break it apart and blast themselves in the party in the face with magic missiles or whatever terrible effect happens from breaking magic items. And you just watched a magic item turn to dust, right. which is awesome. Magic swords, I'm trying to break it. Right. Magic swords, holy potions of healing, destroy it. it. Right. You know, any of that, because I get, I basically don't level up unless I'm smashing stuff. So. I'm going to be smashing everything. And the fail RP is that they can't associate with clerics, but they can associate with magic users at first level. Right. Which makes no sense. No sense. <laughs> they, they absolutely despise magic, but they can totally fine with magic. And, least, yet, and yet now in later editions, they're another favorite of, right. of the game. Of so things that were cancerous here became favorite classes. That should tell you all about what happened in later exactly. editions. Because everyone, the problem is they, they took away all the the bad parts of playing the these classes that were special or whatever in AD&D, and now everyone wants to play them. Surprise when you take off the awful drawbacks of completely trolling your party, and um, yeah, that it's just horrible having a barbarian party. Now it's hilarious from an outside uh, perspective if you don't care about getting magic items. Or if it's happening to someone else, it's hilarious watching someone else's magic right. item get destroyed. Yeah. 
It, I mean, that's great. But you weren't happy. But I was obviously not happy, and no one was happy. After the barbarian got their hands on any of the magic items, no one was happy. So it was just suffering. Now, the best part is the DM can hand out as much magic as they want. So that's the best part, because they'll never be an overpowered party with magic, because the the (laughs) barbarian's just going to smash it all. It's going to smash it all, yeah. (laughs) Because it takes them a while. They can use magic weapons at fourth level. Now, the other part is... They go up at slower level. They have to be 24,000 experience points to go up to fourth level. Right. So they're going up slowly. And, and they uh, steal all the magic experience from the cells. When they break yeah, the magic item, it's only I theirs. believe they're the only ones who get the experience. That is, that is 100% Which is correct. terrible. Now, I don't know if that counts towards the bonus experience. Like if you award experience to the party and then, okay, you broke it. No. Now you get, no. So that's it's individual worse. experience points. So it's terrible. And they're that's awful. why that's why they're cancerous. Barbarian is the worst. I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, I would rather an assassin stab the party in their sleep, or uh, a bard doing their bard nonsense, or whatever. Who's, uh, yeah. So Over. Vic says it. Vic said that Ernie told him that it only had four weeks of playtesting. Well, again, I think it's, as a DM, they're amazing. That would be the class I would allow in. Bards I wouldn't allow in, but I barbarians mean, are awesome. Do you even need a week of playtesting? You play one session, you see the problem. Right. <laughs> you find a glowing sword. I break it. I break it in half, and the rest of the party Attacks murders him. the barbarian exactly. on sight. Tries I mean, to kill him. <laughs> I don't know how much playtesting you need for I mean, it's It would be worse than the, coming out as an assassin. Like they, If they right. figure out you're an assassin, you probably have more likelihood to survive than a barbarian... Uh, Breaking a magic weapon. Uh, that's a, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they they are the epitome of cancerous. They are they are terrible, and uh, we I I don't miss I total fifth edition. So and of course one person wanted to play them, and, and the old school people are like, oh please right. no, or and then they played what for like naive. a month, right? So what's going to what terrible affliction has befell the party? Yeah, they played for a month and then they left. And so. then yeah, right. Because you're just going to get hit. Like, you would never survive. No one's going to come save you if you fall in a pit trap and you're the barbarian. No one's going to help you. <laughs> well, like a monk or an assassin or these other ones. But you're, they're you're basically so yeah. antithetical to the party. Like, right. the party, as, while evil is like, okay, yeah, this is our party morality and whatnot, a lot of people play the game to get cool magic items, and if you're smashing their stuff, I mean, no one is going to be on your side. Um, yeah, so, but, yeah, that's why, awful, 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 that one thing, not being able to associate with clerics is pretty bad, too, but I, I guess you could probably hand wave that away with, you know, you force them to be in the party for one session, and then they get to second level, and they can freely associate, but... But why would you do that? I mean, that's the whole fun. That's, right, if you're that's the, the if you're whole the DM, that's... You might as well, because they're already going to be hated by the party, so yeah. might as well make them more hated. You see that potion? Oh, you're talking about potion of healing? Give me that. Right. <laughs> the party's not long for this world anyway, because they don't have a cleric in their party, so that's they're right. already they're already out one foot out the door. <laughs> like, um, uh, uh, Let's see. That's right. So, with that... I think next time we will be uh, doing the multi-classes, and I'm going to follow up with the, I'm probably going to publish on the podcast the entire Lou Pulsifer thing, because I still owe the third thing. But uh, I'm wishing everyone out there a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I'm looking forward to 2024. We have some interviews coming up. Um, You know, hope maybe uh, we'll have some old friends back on. 
So uh, for Grog Talk, I'm James. I'm Production Goblin. That's right. <laughs> know your place. <laughs> I'm always the Production Goblin. Exactly, right. Vic. Right. <laughs> permanent. It's a permanent station. You don't retire from yeah, being the you, Production Goblin. You can't, you can't change that. There's so, no benefits. <laughs> um, so I hope to see you all in the Discord. And uh, if you liked what we did today, please comment. If you didn't like it, please comment. We always are looking for information and, and how to make the show better. So for Grog Talk, I'm wishing you a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. This is Big Abushi Puppy Production. All rights reserved.